Good to be here tonight. Good to see each one of you. Trust you've had a good week this week. Do have much to be in prayer about. Continue to remember one another. Remember all those that's made mention uh, over the last several weeks. Different prayer requests. Continue to remember them. Uh, remember all the upcoming events, if you would. Continue to remember my grandpa. Uh, he is still doing fairly well. He just doesn't do too well at night. He gets to where by the time the sun goes down, he gets to where he can't breathe. And uh, you remember him, Lord willing. I'm going to be trying to stay with him tonight. And uh, so you pray he has a good night tonight. And uh, then you remember me and Miss Kendra's got a special request. We'd ask you to help us remember if you would. And uh, then if you will, don't forget to remember us this Friday uh, at 7 o'clock. I'll be preaching uh, down at in Salisbury at the Canaan Baptist Church. Looking forward to that. Uh, supposed to have several young preachers that night. Then I'll be closing out the evening if I understand correctly. And I don't know exactly how many I do know. Uh, seen where Brother Luke Ponder is going to be preaching that night as well. So you be much in prayer about that. And as uh, far as I know, that will be uh, live streamed if you're not able to make it and you'd like to tune in. As far as I know, it'll be live streamed uh, unless something happens. So continue to remember that if you would. Just several, several things on my heart, several things coming up. Uh, sent out a calling post earlier uh, this week, maybe yesterday. Do want to remind you of that. Um, if you know of anybody that's going to have some some struggles uh, getting their uh, school supplies this year, we're going to have to do things a little bit different. We would love to do the school supply drive again. Uh, but what we'll do, if you can get us that name, 
um, and what grade it is. I think most elementary schools are about the same thing um, from what we can see. But if you'll let us know what grade and that name, we'll be happy to take care of that. Uh, but we're just going to do the names that we get, all right? It won't be, we're not going to have any extra. We're just going to do the names that we get, and we'll do our best to take care of that. If you'll let us know, I know that's coming up very quickly. Uh, I heard Jessica talking a minute ago that next week's going to be kind of an orientation week. Then the following weeks when things are really going to pick up. So we've got just a little bit of time. But if you know somebody having struggles with that, let me know. Let one of the deacons know, one of our wives know, somebody. And uh, we'll get that took care of, all right? So do remember that. Maybe tonight, before we go to the Lord and Word of Prayer, somebody have a special request upon your heart. Amen. Somebody else tonight. Remember this. Somebody else tonight. If so, I'm going to ask Brother Corey Puckett, if he would, thanks, Lord, and word of prayer. Amen. Somebody got some on your heart. Something you need to do. You mind the Lord this evening. Amen. Somebody else. All hearts free. Amen. Amen. Somebody else? 
All hearts free. All right, take your Bibles tonight. Go with me back to the book of Jude, the epistle of Jude, once again tonight. And uh, when you find your places, you stand with me when you can enable in honor and reverence to the reading of the word of the Lord, book of Jude. And uh, let's go ahead and read verse number one. We won't do it through the whole study, but till we get on that a little bit more, uh, let's go ahead and remind ourselves of what we've looked at already. Bible said in verse number one, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 5, we've looked at over the last several weeks. The Bible said, I'll therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Now before we read verse 6, remember this evening that uh, I told you in verse 5, the whole the whole theme or the whole uh, course of the book of Jude changes and he begins to give us examples of things that have already happened. Verse 6, the Bible said, The angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. Notice verse 7 quickly. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I still love you tonight. Lord, I pray it help us. We study your word together. Lord, I pray it help us tonight, Lord, to put away the cares of this world just for a few moments. Lord, I pray it help each one of us to leave tonight bettered for being in your house. Lord, I pray just for a little while, would you give us spiritual insight, give us wisdom that only cometh from you. Lord, I pray tonight if there be one discouraged, would you encourage your heart. Lord, if there be one that Lord's walking for this away, I pray you draw them up close to you once again. Lord, most of all, I pray for that one, maybe under the sound of my voice, lost, undone without you. Lord, I pray that you'd save them for it's everlasting too late. We'll be careful tonight to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, for we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name, amen, and amen. you be seated, and thank you for standing tonight. Now, verse 5, he begins to uh, remind us, he said, therefore I put you in remembrance, though you once knew this. He said, I want to remind Mind you of something that you already know, how that the Lord, uh, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Now we've looked at that, not in entirety, but I, I, believe, we, I believe the Lord let us move on tonight. Uh, but we looked at the children of Israel and how God saved them out of Egypt, and uh, we spent several services looking through uh, what we can glean and what we can learn uh, uh, from the children of Israel and how that they, uh, how that the, the, the apostates that Jude's referring to uh, here in verse 5, how that they turned the congregation. Now in verse 6, he begins another example. You'll find that to be uh, true throughout the next several verses that 
While there are connections and while there are uh, things that tie these verses together, it's almost like he uh, takes a verse and gives us an example. Then the next verse is another example. And the next verse is another example. It's kind of uh, choppy almost, if you would. But uh, as we go through, we'll begin to make some connections and begin to tie some things uh, together. But in verse 6, he begins, John, another example. And he says, And the angels, which kept not their first estate... But left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. Now, I want to say this before we go any farther. I want you to notice first and foremost. Now, tonight, let me say this quickly. We're, uh, we're not going to dig too deep tonight. I'm going to give you uh, just a little bit of an introduction into verse 6, and then we'll spend the next couple of weeks uh, digging into it and digging a little bit deeper, and I don't know exactly how deep we'll go, but uh, tonight, I just want to almost give you an introduction and get you thinking a little bit, then we'll dig into it next week, all right? But I want to say this, first of all, notice we meet the perplexity now. The Bible said in the, in the first part of verse 6, And the angels which kept not their first estate. Now, I want you to understand this about verse 6. This is the one that uh, I told you I wanted you to help me pray about, whether or not to even do a live stream, because there's so much controversy over the, what we're getting ready to look into. Uh, now, there's two different lines of thought uh, concerning who these angels are. Uh, now, there's some things we do know, but there's much that we don't know for sure. And we're, I'm going to give you both lines of thought over the next couple of weeks, and you can make your own decision. Uh, but I'm going to try my best to give you both thoughts, all right? Uh, there's a great debate as to what exactly Jude is referring to. In fact, I'll tell you this, there's been whole books... Uh, wrote on just this subject we're about to get into. I mean, we're about to get into some uh, very hotly debated things. I've seen, uh, I'll just be honest with you, I've seen men uh, that have been good friends for years fall out over what we're about to get into because there's so much debate around it, all right? Now, I will say this. You say, preacher, do you know what Jude was referring to? I have my opinion as to what he's referring to. But John, I believe is no matter how deep you can go, no matter how much you study, I believe what we're getting into God just didn't intend for us to be able to know for sure. I'm going to give you uh, both lines of thought and you can use application uh, for our purposes either way, but uh, I do want to dig into it just a little bit. I believe it'd be a help to us. Now there's two lines of thought over who these angels really are. In the next couple of weeks, we'll dig into both. I'll try to give you both sides of the of the, uh, 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 of the equation. I'll try to give you what this side thinks, what that side thinks as well, and you can make your own decision or stay, uh, or, or not, not make a choice either way. Doesn't matter to me. But while there is much tonight that we don't understand, and there is some, uh, perplexing to this verse because we don't know exactly, uh, who Jude's referring to, there is several things we do know. All right. Let's, let's get them quickly. Then I'm going to give you both lines of thought and give you some verses to look at this week. Next week we'll get into it. And the, what's that next word? 
angels. Now, there's, while there's much we don't know, we do know this. This example of apostasy that Jude's given us is concerning angels. Isn't that right? So it tells us something that uh, it, it will be important as we move forward. Uh, Jude's telling us that apostasy is, is a common thing. He says, in fact, realize even the angels committed apostasy. Isn't that right? He's telling us that these angels uh, were the problem. He's giving us an example uh, to realize that another example. So while there is some debate uh, as far as the aspects of this verse, there's much we do know. First of all, we know Jude is referring to angels that committed apostasy. We're not looking at uh, we're not looking at the children of Israel anymore. We're not looking at uh, we're not even looking at the cities uh, of Sodom and Gomorrah. But now we know without any shadow of a doubt we're looking at angels. That's going to be the topic uh, or, the, or the personality uh, of this verse. And then not only the person, notice the place. Notice what the Bible said about these angels. Which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation. Now, I'm going to go through this fairly quickly tonight. I won't be before you long, I promise, but I don't have time to start digging into it. Notice not only the person, but notice with me the place. The Bible said, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. Now, we know not only we're dealing with angels, but we know the Bible said, John, that they left their, 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 their own estate. They left their own habitation. Now, that word habitation simply means home or a place of dwelling. That's what that means. So what we find out about these angels, Ronald, is that at some point, there's angels. We know we're dealing with angels. There's no debate about that. That, Kirk, at some point, they left their home, their dwelling, and they went another way. Isn't that right? Now, we can debate. Stay with me. We're going to get into the stuff here in a minute, but we, we know that. We know at some point there were angels that Kirk left where they dwelt, left their home, left their first estate. Uh, in fact, that word estate, I didn't know this till this evening. I, I sat down there studying right before y'all got here. That word estate literally means uh, a place of power or a position of responsibility. So what it's saying was they left their original responsibility, Kirk, uh, and their home and went another way. So you say, preacher, what are you saying? We know, Ronald, that at some point there was a group of angels. The Bible said the angels, not the angels, so that's plural. So there was a group of angels that left the responsibility, what God, we realize tonight, the angels were uh, created beings. They were not, Bible said, in the beginning was God. It didn't say in the beginning were angels. We realize they were created beings that God created for a purpose. Isn't that right? And so with that, we realize that this purpose, this responsibility, there was a group of angels at some point that left that responsibility and left that home, that place of dwelling, uh, and went about some form of apostasy. Uh, so there's some things that we know. We, we, we know the person. We know the place. Uh, uh, but then notice what else Jude said quickly. The Bible said, but left their own habitation. He, talking about the Lord, hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. So not only do we see the person and the place, but I want to say this, we see the punishment. Now, notice what the Bible said. He makes it clear that there was a punishment 
for these angels. Not that there will be a punishment, but there is a punishment. Watch what your Bible said. He hath. You know what that T-H at the end of that is? That's the same word as has, but that T-H means it's past tense. It's already happened. He's already done it. He's already, Corey, uh, uh, reserved in everlasting chains under darkness. Uh, So we see there was a punishment for these angels. The word reserved uh, literally means this. This was interesting to me. Uh, We think of reserved. I'll be honest with you. I thought about uh, that word. And I, I thought about John here in a few weeks before long. We're going we're gonna to take a trip. Me and my family and my wife called several months ago now. Uh, she called up her and she said, I'd like to make a reservation. What she was saying was, we plan on coming. And that's what I was thinking uh, when I read through this. But when I looked it up, that's not exactly what this word reserved means. It literally means to prevent escaping. It means to detain and implies restraint within a fortress. Now you say, preacher, what do you mean? It means this. It means what what we're saying was, it's the same word, don't lose me, uh, but it's just used in a different context. The context is what determines what it means. We called and we said we'd like to reserve a room. What I was really saying, John, was hold a room for me. That's what I was really saying. I'm coming, so hold. There's I'm coming at a future date, so you hold that room. Don't let anybody else have it. Don't 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 sell it to anybody else. Don't rent it. Don't don't lease it out. However you will say it. Just hold that room for me. And the Bible said that the Lord hath reserved them in the everlasting chains under darkness. What it's saying, John, is He's held them, He's detained them, uh, He's kept them, if you would, uh, under chains in the everlasting darkness. Now you say, preacher, what does that mean? Well, notice this. It implies restraint within a fortress. Basically what Jude's telling us is these angels at some point, whichever whichever train of thought you want to go on, they left the splendors of glory, they left heaven, and uh, they left their responsibility. And because of that, because of the apostasy they committed, uh, that the Lord has literally prevented them from escaping. Uh, he's literally detained them. Uh, and it implies, John, that He put them into a fortress, that He locked them up. Uh, and the Bible said uh, in everlasting chains under darkness. So uh, we can rest assured tonight that the Lord uh, uh, is going to make sure that these angels uh, will in fact stand before judgment. Isn't that right? He's detained them. Uh, he's held them. Uh, he's put them within a fortress. Uh, he has. He's restrained them and reserved them uh, under the judgment of the great day. Now I want you to notice with me fifthly, and I'm done. I'm going to give you some verses real quick and I'm done. I know it's quick as message I've ever but I, I, I don't have time to get into it. Watch this. Now listen. Notice with me the prophecy. Now I told you that right now the Bible said He hath reserved them under chains under darkness. Isn't that right? That's happened already. But then it said, watch what He said, unto the judgment 
of the great day. Now what Jude said was, he said, I want you to understand these angels that committed this apostasy, these angels that left their first estate, these angels that left their former habitation, uh, the Lord has restrained them, He's kept them, uh, he, 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 He's put them in a fortress, He's bound them if you would, and He's going to continue to do that, but there is coming a day that there's going to be something else happening. Isn't that right? While there is some things that have already happened, Jude said there is some prophecy you ought to know. That's not the end of these angels. While there has been a punishment, while they have been detained, while they have uh, been locked up, if you would, he said there is coming a day that they'll be judged at that great day. Isn't that right? Uh, so we see that, they're, they're, that once again, uh, we find, look with me quickly, if you would, in verse number 4. The Bible said there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turned the grace of our God and lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible said who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. I told you the night we looked at verse 4 was the first time I made this statement. I said God always has and God always will judge apostasy. Isn't that right? And I made that statement that first night and I've made it every single night since. Watch verse 5. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, watch this, afterward destroyed them that believed not. You know what Jude's reminding us? That they were before of old ordained under this condemnation. He said the Lord saved them, but He also destroyed them. Isn't that right? Verse 6, watch what the Bible said. I've been reserved in everlasting chains under darkness under this judgment of the great day. That God always has and he always will judge apostasy. The latter part of verse 7. Bible said so, uh, 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 in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh and set forth for an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Once again, God judges apostasy. He always has and he always will judge apostasy. Uh, so I believe there's some things that Jude wants us to see and he reminds us lastly, he said, don't even think that them being locked up in them everlasting chains under darkness, that's not that, that is a punishment, that's their detention, that's their prevention if you would. But he said sometime in the future they will be judged that for their apostasy. Now, I want you to talk to me, all right? Let me say it one more time. I want you to talk to me. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. When I'm preaching real, real hard, I wouldn't much want you to stand up and spit out a sentence. But tonight, I want you to, all right? Does anybody have any idea besides Brother Corey? I don't, I'm not going to ask him because we've already talked about this. Anybody besides Corey Puckett have any idea who these angels might be? Does anybody think they know one train of thought. The ones that fell out with Lucifer. Anybody have another train of thought? Oh boy, it's going to be fun. That is one. The ones that uh, we know the story, and we'll get into that a little bit later. We know the story how that Lucifer rebelled against the Lord and uh, said, I will be likened to the Most High. We know that. And we know that he, he, he led a rebellion almost, if you would, against the uh, against God. We, we know, we'll get into all that probably next week. But what I want to do is I want to let you look at some verses and introduce you 
to that second line of thought, all right? It'll give you something you can think about this week, something you can ponder on, and uh, hopefully by the time we get done, uh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have made some progress and you'll, we'll see both thoughts. So the first thought is uh, those angels that fail with Lucifer. That's the first train of thought. Uh, but then I want you to notice the second train. Now, begin reading with me, if you would, in verse 6 one more time. Now, I'm not completely done. I'm done preaching, but I do want to read you some verses, and I might make a few comments, all right? Verse 6, the Bible said, And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. Now, notice somebody tell me the first word of verse number 7. Even. What's that mean? That means Jude said there's something that's going to continue on. This next thought is, just, is a lot similar to what I just said a minute ago. Isn't that right? He said, even. What he's saying was, he said, John, it would be like this. It'd be like, to put it in our language or my language maybe, well, y'all don't talk like me, but I, how I would say it, I'd say it like this. I'd say, uh, I drive a Toyota Tundra a lot like John Jones drives a Toyota Tacoma. It's not the exact same thing, but there's a lot of similarities. Are you with me? It's not the same thing, but it's, it's close. There's some similarities uh, between what I drive and what John drives. So what Jude was saying was, while it's not the same example, even as the seas of Sodom and Gomorrah, he said there are some similarities between the two. Now let's see what Jude has to say about these cities of Sodom and Gomorrah in verse 7. Bible said even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner. Now watch what he said. Giving themselves over to fornication, going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Now the only thing Jude had to say about the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, and I don't lose me, now stay with me, I, I, I'm going to get you all the way around here in just a minute. The only thing he had to say about them was concerning sexual sins. Isn't that right? He said giving themselves over to fornication and going after what? Strange flesh. Now, I'm not going to get into that too much tonight, but I want you to notice Jude connects these angels with the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, and John, all he had to say about Sodom and Gomorrah was concerning sexual sins. Isn't that right? Tell him if you would to Second Peter. Second Peter chapter number 2. Uh, I'm going to read the first five verses tonight, but I'm going to encourage you to go home, and I'm going to add to your homework. When you read Jude this week, read Second Peter chapter 2 as well. All right, it would just be a few more verses and uh, it won't be hard at all for you. Second Peter chapter 2, verse number 1, Peter said, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even, now watch this, even denying the Lord that, brought, that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Now does that sound familiar to anybody? Does that sound like something we've read recently? You, re you read 2 Peter chapter 2, and let me read out of the book of Jude. Watch this. Verse number 4. I'm going to read Jude verse 4. You read 2 Peter 2, 1. 
Jude, Jude verse 4 said, For there are certain men crept in unawares who are before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, it seems like there's going to be some similarities, doesn't it? It seems like these might be tied together. Now watch verse 2 in Second Peter chapter 2. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. He's talking about apostates, by the way. And there's going to be some creeping in unawares. It's almost hard to do to do one of them without the other because they fit together so good. But Jude said, he tells, or Second Peter tells us in Second Peter 2, 2, that there'll be many which shall follow their pernicious ways. There'll be many that'll be deceived is what he's saying. Verse 3, And through covetousness that shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Now watch verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? That almost sounds like Jude 6, doesn't it? I mean, there's a lot of similarities. In fact, let me say this quickly. If you'll go home and take, if you've got two Bibles, or if you can get two Bibles, or pull it up on your phone, or whatever the case may be, whatever you can do, open up Jude and open up Second Peter 2, and you go home and read down through there, and it almost thinks somebody cheated on their exam. I mean, John, it seems like that, uh, they, it seems like they sitting together when they wrote they, they talked about the same topics. They used some of the same language. They uh, gave some of the same examples. You say, preacher, what was that? It's called inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that right? That God gave two different men the same message. What about that? Now watch this. So we find out in verse 4 that God didn't spare those angels. Uh, uh, Peter referred to it a little bit different. Uh, Jude said that they left their first estate and their first habitation. But Peter just said, I kind of like Peter's account, he just said they sinned. Isn't that right? He said, uh, right now, they're talking about the same people. They are the same angels. But what Peter said was, he just simplified a little bit. And he said, if God created you for a purpose and you're not doing it, that's a sin. If God puts you in a place and you're not there, that's a sin. So what they did was they sinned. Isn't that right? But cast them down to hell and delivered them in the chains of darkness. That's the same terminology Jude used. He just said, uh, uh, under uh, everlasting chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Now remember in verse 7 of the book of Jude, Jude tied these angels to the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Isn't that right? But Peter does it just a little bit different. Watch verse 5. And, that's connecting the two, spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Verse 6. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. Now what Peter said was, he said, I'm going to get on down there. And I know both verses start with the word and. That's a continuation. He said, I'm going to get on down there to the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. But before I do, I think there's something else needs to be said. And he ties John, Noah, and the flood. Are you with me? Now stay with me. If you don't get yet, you're going to lose me in just a second. He ties 
Noah and the flood. Now Jude reminds us that Sodom and Gomorrah, it was those sexual sins, fornication and strange flesh. That's what, that's what, that was the apostasy of Sodom and Gomorrah. Then Peter reminds us, he says, well, before you get there, you might ought to stop and look at Noah and the flood. So go with me real quick to Genesis 6. Now what is it that caused the flood? Now here's where it gets a little bit hairy, all right? Here's, here's where, here's where you, you, you'll have to stay with me. And we'll get into all this deeper, but I'm just going to give you the Scriptures and go on. While you're turning, let me say this. Uh, we find Peter describing apostles in a very similar way to the way which you did. Uh, even used several of the same examples. But Peter ties us to these angels in connection to Noah and the flood. So what was it tonight that caused the flood? What was it when you boiled down to it that God sent the flood for? Genesis 6, the Bible said, verse number 1, it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. Now, Peter reminded us that Noah was what? The eighth man. Isn't that right? That's what he said. So there's eight men, all this lived on the earth. And he reminds us of that. So what, so the Bible starts out saying that uh, it came to pass when men begin to multiply. Uh, things are beginning to pick up. The human race is growing rapidly, I guess you could say. Uh, the Bible said and daughters were born unto them. So these men, I get the idea, these men, have uh, they begin to multiply. And they're beginning to be fruitful and multiply like the Lord had come and uh, John, now there's these women, these daughters that are being born to these men. And so now watch verse 2. The Bible said that the sons of God, now watch that, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. So there's a crowd. The Bible said in the book of Genesis, the sons of God saw the daughters of men. Isn't that right? And said that, the, John, they saw that they were fair. They saw they were pretty. They saw they were nice to look at. Isn't that right? Now watch what your Bible said. The sons of God saw the daughters of men. They were fair. They took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also was flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Now isn't that interesting? These sons of God begin to marry. These daughters of men begin to have relations, if you would. And all of a sudden, the Lord pipes up and he says, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Now watch verse 4. Here's where it gets interesting. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. Now here's what happened. The Bible said, John, that when those sons of God came into those daughters of men, and Kirk, those daughters of men began to give birth and children were born. The Bible said there were giants in those days and after. Isn't that right? Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not pushing you one way or another. I'm just telling you what the Bible said. When these daughters of men and these sons of God came together, the result was giants. And the Bible said, and mighty men of renown. Isn't that right? Now, here's the, there's two trains of thought. This isn't the two trains in Jude. This is the two trains uh, about uh, Genesis 6. There are those that say that the sons of God or the godly 
men, that good line, that good line from uh, that was trying to live for God and trying to do right. And then the daughters of men was those that uh, were going against the Lord and those that were living lustful flesh and all that. And that 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 very well could be it. I don't know. The Bible doesn't go into much detail. He, I believe, he did it on purpose to, uh, for whatever reason. He didn't he didn't tell us who it was, but uh, it said the sons of God and the daughters of men. My question is this. And I'm going to give you the question that somebody that would go with this line of thought would ask. If it were godly men and worldly women, how would that produce giants? That's, I'm just telling you what they would ask. They would say if it's godly men and worldly women, how would that produce giants? We all know somebody, if we think hard enough, that uh, one of the others, the, the husband's trying to live for the Lord and he's saved and the wife's not, or the wife's trying to is saved and living for the Lord and the husband's not, and they had never had giants. I mean, I, mean it, I can see the point to a certain extent. So the other train of thought is it's not that it's, the, it's these men that are trying to live godly and these wicked women. The other train of thought is this, that the sons of God were these angels, these, these created beings, these, these beings that God had created, these sons of God, if you would. And I will tell you this, there, there's some Bible to back that up. Remember in Job chapter 1 when the Bible said that Satan came before the Lord, it said there came a day that the sons of God came to prevent it. That wasn't talking about godly men. That's talking about angels. That's talking about the spirit world. You That's what it was talking about. So these sons of God and these daughters of men, Kirk, the, the train of thought is this, that it's these angels in Jude and Second Peter that they left their estate, they left, their, they left heaven and they left their role as angels when they saw these women Women they were fair to look upon that they came and notice this quickly. I'm going to give you some stuff quickly and then we're, we're going to look at it in more detail. Uh, notice with me, latter part of verse 2. And they took them wives of all which they chose. So, the, so what, what happened was these angels saw these daughters of men, uh, these, these, these human women, and, and they took them, John, as wives. And because of that, because of that, uh, I don't even know what the terminology would be, to be honest with you, but because of that relationship, because of that uh, marriage, if you would, the result was giants. The result was these men, these, uh, I don't know how you'd word it. I don't know what the correct terminology is off the top of my head. Uh, we'll get into more of it next week. But the result was these, what would be the terminology? I guess half angel, half human Supermen, almost, I guess would be the best way to say it. These mighty men of renown, these men that were uh, lifted loftier than everybody else almost. And because of that, that the Lord cast them down the hills, what Peter said, bound them with everlasting chains under darkness, and has reserved them unto judgment. Now you say, preacher, I just don't know if I can wrap my mind around that or not. You don't have to. I'm just giving you both trains of thought. You make up your own mind. But here's, here's my question. I'm going to give you something to think about. I'm not going to tell you yet which way I'd lean either way. But here's my question. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to think about this week. The two trains of thought are this. It was Lucifer and his angels that fell, or it was these angels in Genesis 6. That's the two trains of thought. Let me ask you this. I had this asked to me one time, John. It made me think more about this question than I ever had any other time. And I'm no expert by any stretch of the imagination. But a man asked me one time, he said, Well, if it was those angels that fell with Lucifer, when were they bound? When were they bound? I mean, 
Think about that. Lucifer led that rebellion. He's not bound yet. He will be bound for a thousand years, but Jude didn't say they will be bound. He said they have been bound. So that's my question for you. You think about that. You study on it. You come up with on your own opinion. And we'll start next week looking into more detail. I know we didn't do much application tonight. I know we didn't preach a whole, whole lot. But we'll get into all that next week. And we'll try to go through both of them and make application with both of them. But you think about it. Some of you looking at me like I done lost my mind. I kind of expected that a little bit. and uh, But I'm just giving you both trains of thought. You think about it this week. You pray about it. And uh, I will tell you this. Whatever the case, whatever the case in Genesis 6, I, what I always say when I preach this, I always say this. Whatever you believe, it was a problem with marriage. Isn't that right? Whatever you believe, God was serious about marriage. Then whatever you believe about Jews, Whatever you believe, whether you believe it's the ones that fell with Lucifer, whether you believe it's souls in Genesis 6, they were apostates that left what God had intended for them to do and brought a whole other crowd with them. Isn't that right? They were apostates that God will judge. So now I debated that y'all looking at me like I have done lost my mind. So let me, let me, let me touch up just a little bit while we close, all right? Now I debated whether or not to go in detail with this, but I want to, because I want to give you something you can think about. I want to give you something you can dig on. And I hope some of you do think I've absolutely lost my mind. And I hope you prove me wrong about whatever, whichever one it is. If you can find the answer, I'll sit for hours and listen to you. I promise I will. But I want you to dig on it. Try to find out. Try to make up your own mind. Don't take what somebody else says. Dig for yourself. That'd be good for us. And we'll make application in a couple of weeks and look at how it applies to us. Let's stand to our feet, get the musicians they would.